Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The Institute for Adult Learning has uh, just come up with a, a study talking about key innovation drivers as well as the gaps between the uh, appetite and actual innovation priorities for enterprises in Singapore. That is a big mouthful. Thank goodness we've got two folks here to tell us exactly what that means. Give us the specifics. Miss Sim Su Kang, who is the Director of Innovation at the Institute for Adult Learning, and Alvinder Singh, the CEO and founder of Visionary Schoolman. Welcome to both of you today. Uh, glad to have you here on Money FM on Saturday morning. Well, good morning, uh, Glenn Van Zapfen, and good morning, <laughs> Neil Humphreys. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sue Kang, why don't we start with you and, and talk to us about this study uh, from the Institute for Adult Learning. What, first of all, w- explain what it was, and, and, and then we'll talk about some of the findings. Okay, I, I think we have we have been around for five years uh, and trying to promote uh, innovation among the uh, what we call the training and adult education uh, sector, and we think that we need to know more about what will help them uh, to you know undertake or to explore uh, innovation as a way of improving the learning delivery and the learning quality that they are producing. So we decided to go into a deep dive to do this study. It's the first time we're doing it, and uh, we we wanted to understand. You know, just beyond the normal uh, innovation in act, innovation activities, like your, uh, whether you do it in process, product, or organization, we also wanted to know what kind of culture do they have in order to facilitate, you know, their innovation activities. And that is where we introduced two more dimensions, which is the what we call appetite and readiness. Appetite is um, to what extent are you willing, you know, to uh, invest in and actually embark on learning uh, innovation. Mm -hmm. Readiness is what are the supporting infrastructure you already have that will allow you to really carry out the innovation. And to us, uh, I suppose in a way it's not surprising because of the challenges that we have been hearing, is that even though people, enterprises and training providers, they are very aware of what is innovation and how it can help in their business, but a lot of them don't, are not ready. Mm. They are not ready because they don't have the appetite. They are concerned with uh, certain challenges, including failure and the cost of it, as Mm. well as the returns, the returns on investment, right? If you put in so much effort, what are you going to get back? And uh, the other other one is infrastructure. Sometimes uh, the boss say, yes, I want to do innovation, but the the lower levels are saying, uh, what do you mean? You know, and then sometimes the middle layers say, no, 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 I, I, I need to do uh, other things, you know, more important things like getting the, um, the production process going and uh, the work going. And, you know, I don't have the space or the time, you know, for mm. uh, innovation. So we find it very uh, interesting. That, I, uh, I love that the boss. The boss says, "I want to do innovation." Yeah, <laughs> that's so that's so typical. I'll, isn't it? I'll get round to doing it. Yeah, <laughs> Alvinda. On that point, you know, the interesting point that stood out from the study for me is this idea that learning obviously was significantly found to rank amongst the lowest priorities for innovation, which is obviously a contradiction, right? You want to innovate. Everybody fr- throws the word around innovate. We must innovate, but you need to learn. You need to understand the craft, the industry, the business before you can move to the next step. You can't mm. just tell your employees innovate now they need the tools they need the skills so i mean in your opinion Alv- uh, alvinda why is that why is there a gap there between we want innovation but we don't necessarily want the or, or support the learning required to give us that innovation i think this comes 
down to the lack of visibility about the investments that companies uh, put in into the training and development and what that potential payoff may look like. Mm. So essentially, you know, companies are uh, essentially training their employees to actually have a faster uh, runway to those payoffs. So essentially, it may not actually include innovation projects that explores a little bit more strategically or generatively where the payoffs are not entirely clear. So you may actually have a longer uh, runway if you actually... uh, were to implement an innovation project, right. you may actually see a potential payoff in a year's time, a year and a half, all right? And it's not entirely clear for the companies, all right, what that might actually look like. So uh, I think that's where the gap essentially uh, is. And I think what is actually important is actually to actually understand that these payoffs are actually uh, additive, right? And they actually compound over time. Mm. Uh, so it's actually really, really important that those investments are made clear to the companies. So if you give me an example, Alvin, let's just say I run a company, I run a media company perhaps, I want more innovation from my staff, I want them to come up with ideas. What are they lacking? What do they need? Yeah, so this is very important. I think where you should actually uh, attempt, right, is to actually allow the learners to be a co-developer of these, you know, innovation projects. Uh, give them the tools to actually uh, innovate, right, build up uh, these projects and allow them to actually uh, highlight that these are the potential payoffs uh, in their business KPIs. So, for example, let's say in matters of, let's say, healthcare, right, where you actually have innovation projects where uh, the nurses themselves are actually essentially co-creators of these solutions, then the payoffs are actually, um, you know, mapped against historical uh, performance. And you can actually see how that actually can possibly pay off in terms of patient care, in terms of, of, um, you know, time savings, in terms of capacity even, right? And these are all essentially KPIs that that are important to the business, right? Mm. In this case, the healthcare business, right? So uh, if you actually were to actually uh, look at innovation projects, it's important that the drivers are, are the stakeholders, the learners, the organizations, as well as the, par- the technology com- uh, parties right, that help supply these innovations. Uh, very interesting. Uh, we're talking with Sim Su Kang, the Director of Innovation at the Institute for Adult Learning, and Alvinder Singh, the CEO and founder of Visionary Schoolmen, which is an ed tech firm. Uh, Su Kang, let's come back to you. The, this idea that learning in your study was uh, ranking the lowest among the priorities for innovation. Uh, What do you actually do at the Institute for Adult Learning to promote this kind of learning, I would assume, about digital topics or innovation topics? What, What are you actually, what kinds of courses are you offering or how are you pushing that agenda forward to people that, that may not automatically want to learn that? I think what we want to really, um, put it up front, is that learning is critical, actually central to performance, right? Business performance, whether in terms of the workers or in terms of how work is organized such that it facilitates the kind of um, learning on the job, what we call workplace learning and work-based learning, you know. Because if, if companies are interested in productivity, efficiencies, uh, worker performance, then learning is central to that because without learning being involved, the workers may not be able to explore how better to do their work or what are the different ways of doing their work. So we want to kind of encourage enterprises to open up to the idea that 
you can integrate workplace learning with performance and that is what uh, Arvinda was saying earlier right you can your KPIs are not KPIs alone how do you achieve the KPIs in a certain sense it's a form of learning how do you achieve the KPIs right you there are many ways to roam but in in the way can you find the most optimum way you know the least resource intensive way so we have the center for innovation to help enterprises understand where innovation and uh, can take place how it can take place and we also support them in terms of the consultancies and um, some kind of well yes there are programs like capability what we call capability development programs so we have uh, what we call uh, the center for workplace performance and learning so they run schemes like uh, learning enterprise uh, alliance where companies Progressive companies who really want to leverage uh, learning for worker performance and organizational performance, they can come together to exchange ideas, to exchange insights. And we also run consultancies to go into the enterprises themselves to advise them on how they may want to structure workplace learning such that it will really uh, bring about performance. And there are also <clears throat> programs uh, that we run to help trainers, uh, LNG professionals to understand how to make use of uh, EdTech in a meaningful way. Yeah, what we call purposeful, purpose-driven uh, learning. You know, you're just not learning for learning's sake, but you learn to really want to apply. But uh, Alvinda, it can be quite intimidating, can't it? I mean, I'm looking at some of our comments coming in. LL Tar, one of our contributors, has said, you know, what is innovation itself? It can be so intimidating just to hear that term from employers. The term is often abused, overused, needs to be defined realistically within each job so staff mm-hmm. members know what they actually need to do. Mike Ung has said that employees here have to be encouraged to think critically and therefore innovate. Listening to instructions only is not learning or innovating. The point is, Alvinda, to take those two comments together, is a staff member goes into a new job. They have to learn the job. They have to meet those KPIs. And then if they're being asked to innovate on top, it's such a broad term. It it could mean anything. It could be quite intimidating, Alvinda. So Mm. how do you overcome that? Um, Right. You're absolutely right, uh, Neil. So essentially, uh, where innovation can take place uh, uh, is one of, with regards to learning and development, uh, we can actually see a innovation in assessment performance, right? Perhaps like, for example, uh, tying assessment and, and learning to readiness, work readiness, right? So is the, the employee essentially equipped with all the skills necessary um, uh, to actually carry out the, the, the job function that he or she has been actually hired for? Can the employee, all right, be mapped to a pathway about on talent development? Essentially, we actually have an accretive um, uh, pathway where each rung of the ladder all right, allows this learner to actually gain new competencies. And that actually provides the department with um, you know, better outcomes with regards to KPIs. Mm-hmm. And so this is where you can actually see uh, innovation taking place. And this is actually related to uh, just assessment. Now, for, um, with new capabilities or competencies that the employees actually gain, this allows the businesses to actually transform themselves as well. So essentially, you actually have a more skilled workforce and that actually allows you to actually make certain decisions. Do you actually employ this skilled workforce to new lines of business? 
Do you actually use the data to actually, uh, um, you know, provide new services even? And we're actually seeing that where training performances are actually opening uh, the departments up to new lines of businesses. Mm. Training performances are actually allowing departments to actually make a more informed recruitment decisions. Right? What sort of employees should they actually bring on? So this is where genuine innovations are actually taking place with regards to data, with regards to assessment, in, with regards to readiness. Um, and then, of course, you had talk about, you know, how does this all come about, all right? So then, of course, we have innovations in technology, all right? How do these departments essentially adopt technologies to ensure that, you know, the work and the training, all right, is aligned, Right. So this is essentially a question of business skills gap. Right? The employees have been hired to actually carry out a certain business, but there's a gap in the skills. How do we actually ensure that these two are married? How do we ensure that you know, the training and assessment is a fair reflection all right, of the work that they are required to do? And that it may require some innovation as well. Uh, filling the gaps in, in education about innovation and getting those priorities right, uh, such a, uh, an important topic, especially these days as more companies are trying to figure out where they're going next with their businesses in tough economic times. Our thanks to Sim Su Kang, the Director of Innovation Center for the Institute for Adult Learning, and Alvinder Singh of Visionary Schoolman. Really appreciate your time today on Money FM. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.